Brace yourself. The most important numbers in your life, at least according to somebody, are about to change. We will explain and get you ready. Plus, it is alumni week here at Money with Friends, and we have season one guest co-host, thought leader, CFP and CFA, Tara Falcone of Rise Up, back with us to break it all down and give us lots of solutions. That is coming up on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to Money with Friends. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Tara Falcone, coming to you from Rise Up headquarters in Newport, Rhode Island. We break, we're going to break down the stories that we talk about here into what matters to you and talk about the uh, news stories. I just bungled that. You know that we're live, but what we're going to do is we're going to leave you with a takeaway to make it your own on this show. This episode, by the way, of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and 20% off your first year. And by doing that, also, you're going to support the show. Tara, did you forget this is live? How did, how much? I'm so excited you're here. I completely <laughs> bungled the opening, but we just go with it because we're live. People know we're we going to talk about it. the headlines. That's what yeah, we're doing I was, here. I was going to uh, I was going to say, forgive me if I'm a little rusty, but, you know, this is a Friday <laughs> and this is how we're rolling. So it's fun. What have you been up to? It's been a few months. Catch us up has been a few months. So uh, moved to Rhode Island. I've gotten that transition down. We're focusing, doubling down kind of on getting into more schools for my financial literacy program. And we're, you know, really trying to make a, a bigger shift into focusing on investing. That seems to be, you know, the most exciting topic that we talk about and what people have the most questions about. Uh, and that's where my greatest skill set is. So uh, we're working on some exciting things and we'll hopefully have a lot more to share next time. That is so awesome. Can't wait to see all of it. Let's see, though, which one of our many friends is going to bring us into the headline. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. All right, Tara, you got this one. All right. So the headline is FICO scores, the most important numbers in your financial life, in quotes, are about to change, written by Paul Davidson at USA Today. So it says Americans who fall behind on loan payments, rack up rising debt, or take out personal loans to consolidate debt will likely see their credit scores fall under updates planned for the popular FICO scores, according to the Fair Isaac Corp, the creator of the FICO scores. But most consumers will likely experience or will experience just modest changes in their scores. Most consumers will see less than a 20-point swing in either direction, said David Schellenberger, FICO's vice president. Um, and he said that in thir- on a statement on Thursday, that's roughly 110 million that will see only a modest change to scores, if at all. About 40 million, he said, will see a sharper shift upward in scores, and then about 40 million will be hit with a similar-sized drop. FICO is making the changes to its new version of its credit rain- ratings called FICO Score 10 Suite. Lenders, however, determine which version to use, and they may continue to rely on older, more lenient iterations. Um, and moving down, so rather than getting too hung up on which particular model a lender is using, consumers should practice fundamental good habits such as paying their bills on time and keeping their debts low. Uh, the updates, first reported by the Wall Street Journal, are likely to widen the divide between consumers already judged as good or bad credit risks. And then the article continues with um, sort of an explanation of how this is actually going to work, saying Americans with high FICO scores of 680 or higher who continue to make loan payments or pay credit card bills on time will likely get ever higher scores. 
even higher scores, I should say, while those who keep missing payments will see their scores drop more sharply than with previous FICO versions. It's almost, Tara, like a have or have not situation where it's going to kind of be exaggerated depending on your you know, spending habits and your debt repayment habits. Um, mm-hmm. And it goes on to say, said, um, FICO says its latest version, quote, gives lenders unparalleled flexibility and predictive power to make more precise lending decisions. Quote, the number of defaults in a lender's portfolio could decrease by as much as 10% for new bank cards, 9% for new auto loans, and 17% for new mortgage loans compared with previous versions, the company said. So I just want to pause on that line because that really stood out to me because it's kind of gets to the heart of why this is changing. And it really comes down to giving the lenders, the ones that are taking the risk, because a lot of your FICO score you think of it as sort of your grade, but a lot of it is is how they're going to perceive the risk in giving you money. So this is giving the people lending money more information, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think you can look at it one of one of two ways, right? On either side of this sword. The first is okay. We're trying to you know help banks and make uh, their portfolios stronger by not lending to people who can't actually pay back these loans, so that we avoid a crisis like we saw in two thousand eight. Um, however, you know, on the other side, it's like well. Uh, but it also may be dinging some of those people who are currently in a bad financial situation, having trouble making payments, and then their score is just going to drop lower and lower. And, you know, as you've heard, it, it just becomes a vicious cycle with regard to like interest rates and penalties and fees. And um, so it'll be interesting to see how this all works out. But it, it's ultimately for the health of the banking institutions, um, which, you know, from an economy perspective is very important for all the rest of us. Right. Because as much as we do want people to have the resources to achieve their financial dreams, we also don't want them to put themselves in a vulnerable position just because a bank will lend you money. If you're really not going to be in a good position to pay it back, ultimately, it kind of might be better to have to work for it a little more to protect yourself. And very often what happened, for example, in the housing crisis is, you know, the people that were selling loans wanted to get paid to sell the loan and they really weren't as interested in whether it was the right thing for the consumer. If you quote qualified, then that would be all that mattered, even if it wasn't something that was realistic for you to pay back. So ultimately being tougher is probably not the most horrible thing, but it's still tough because, you know, it's it's hard to make ends meet. Sometimes people need a little forgiveness and a little understanding. When they can't yeah, make it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as you said, you know, people may see that the amount of money that they could borrow on a mortgage, for example, like their home affordability might drop because of this. Um, and, you know, in reality, that's probably a good thing for their financial health. You know, people generally end up taking out uh, a larger mortgage than they can really stomach. Um, but I think people are going to be kind of unhappy about it at first until they understand that it's ultimately it's being done in their best interest. Yes, I totally agree with that. We do tape this show live on, in this case, Facebook Live. We also sometimes appear on our YouTube channel. And we have a number of people in the audience I just want to say hi to. We've got Steve here. We have Kathy here. We have Donna. And we have Kevin. We also put this out to our Instagram audience. And we asked them a couple of questions. And I'm going to see how we did. So the first thing we did is we asked our Instagram audience. By the way, if you want to follow us there, it's at Pod. We asked them at this moment, do you know your exact FICO score? And um, we got quite a few answers. It was, but it was definitely a very clear answer. Um, Tara, what do you think? I don't know if I'm surprised by this or not. Tara, what do you think the percentages were? It was yes or no. Pretty simple this time. Did our our money hmm. friends know their FICO score? 
I feel like anybody following the Money Friends pod is probably pretty up on their like financial life or at least trying to be. So I would guess that my guess is that they say they they do or they have a rough idea of like where it's at. Is that right? Yeah. So what percentage okay. would you say said yes? I will uh, tell you more people said yes than no. What do you think the right, percentage say was? Like 75%. Um, it is 86%. Wow. Okay. 86%. That's more than I would have thought, but that's great. Yes. I think that's pretty good. That's impressive. Nice job, guys. Um, and we did then, we also asked them a question and you have some of our answers there if you want to share. Let me remember. Okay, the question is, we said, let's help our friends with some money tips, share your best ideas on improving your credit score. So what did our money friends say on our Instagram poll or question? Sure, question. so uh, Shell Ray 88 said, pay your debt every month. So, you know, pay your your credit card bill off in full every month. Um Summer Girl 1115, ask your credit cards for a credit limit increase every year. That's an interesting tactic, right? You're trying to increase your utilization rate, but only do it if you're not tempted to spend up to that limit, right? Because then it's just going to get worse. Uh, and then Shane Imler said, pay at least the minimum due on time. Payment history is so important. And that's right. It actually is the greatest contributing factor to your credit score is your payment history. So get on top of it. Thank you. Oh, and then we had a, a high Money Friends pod from Save Australia 2021. <laughs> Hi, thanks for joining us. Um, And by the way, we did have some audience participation in that poll with our Facebook Live audience. Kimberly is saying that she would guess 75% know their score. So that's pretty close to 86%. I guess too, Kimberly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's pretty good. Um, (laughs) Now, Donna here in our Facebook audience asked, when does the new scoring start? You know, this article just came out this week. So it's a late January article, but I don't know if it says specifically in this when it exactly will start. I would Mm -hmm. presume that it is just going to be phased in and you'll start noticing changes. Um, And in general, if your score is higher, it'll go higher. And if it's lower, it'll go lower. That's kind of the gist of how it's going to be. Um, And then we have another comment from Kimberly. Do you want to grab that, Tara? Yeah. So Kimberly says, with so many credit cards and other companies letting you see your FICO at any time, it's much easier to know the score. Yeah, it's much easier to track it. Um, And it also depends, you know, which method or which um, score calculator that your credit card company or your bank account may be using. Not all of them use FICO. There are some other ways that it's calculated. So um, if you, you know, get your credit score from one place and you get it from FICO and they're a little bit different, it's just because the methodology that they use to calculate it um, can be different too. But they should be roughly in the same like ballpark. If one is wildly different than the other, you've probably got an issue and should reach out and, and look into that. And it is worth doing that because there are errors that do happen. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure to check in with them every so often and you can do that for free. Um, just to finish out the the piece a little bit, um, it goes on to say consumers who had been paying credit card bills in full, but then start carrying growing balances for a few months likely will be hit with a lower score. Meanwhile, those who increase credit card debt in a specific month, but pay it off quickly will likely see more modest declines in their scores. Shoppers who transfer credit card debt to a personal loan, but keep racking up credit card balances will likely face a sharper drop in scores. Basically, bad behavior is going to get dinged more. That's yep. what I'm reading here. Yep, exactly. So if you have those bad habits already and you need to, you know, you need to start fixing them, work on that. Uh, otherwise, you're going to see your, your score start going down even more and you're, you're going to be definitely be dinged for it from an interest rate perspective. Right. And I will try to research for you, Kim, when this actually takes effect. Like I said, it's probably already sort of mm-hmm. being phased in, but I will post that if I find it on our Instagram um, when this show comes out um, on Tuesday. And so uh, that actually gives me the perfect... Um, 
segue into the fact that we should all be tracking all of our money in the new year. And that's why we're so happy to be working with Tiller um, and that they uh, sponsor Money with Friends. You can manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet with Tiller, which is great for keeping track of things. It is the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending transactions and balances, unlike financial apps that force you to compromise. Spreadsheets are fully customizable to your needs. Tiller makes them even better with an automatic daily feed of your spending balances and transactions. Tiller eliminates data entry, multiple account logins, and CSV files. Simply connect your banks once to see your transactions automatically updated each day. Basically, once it's set up, you don't have to do anything, which is perfect for people like me who don't want to constantly be doing things. Automation is a beautiful thing. You still have to check in on it, obviously, but still, the active part is ready to go. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more info. Um, You get a free trial and you get 20% off your first year and also you help to support the show. Takeaway time, Tara. What do you think? All right. So we've talked a little bit about this already, but I will say, I think what you have to realize is that because things like your credit score calculation are ultimately out of your control, all you can do is focus on what you have control of, of which are your decisions and habits. So if you want to have a good credit score and get lower interest rates that, for things that you actually need to borrow money for, like a home, um, you know, then only use those credit cards as a cash alternative. Like we said, pay them off in full every month. Keep your utilization as low as possible. Uh, and in general, just make sure you're not purchasing things that you really can't afford to pay back in full uh, in that same month. It's really plain and simple for me. Wow, that is so well said, Tara. That's really, I think oh, you thank really you. I try it. to be profound every time that, that I give was a so profound. on the show. <laughs> that was totally profound and, and, and just really good advice. I mean, the truth is that everything you said makes so much sense. And if we all lived by that, we would be better off. So I think that was absolutely brilliant. Um, my takeaway, you know, a little bit of a different perspective. I, what I want to say is that at its heart, this is about getting better data about expected risks to places that loan us money. And that is ultimately a good thing. It is less forgiving of credit card balances. Absolutely. And that's going to have an impact on some of us, but it is something that maybe will motivate us to be a little more um, cognizant of the choices that we are making because we've all been there. We've all made our financial mistakes. I certainly have. And this way, we have one more incentive to behave responsibly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's great too. So profound. Well, Well said, Bobby. Thank you, my friend. Um, So as I mentioned at the top of the show, you have not been here in a few months. Tell us more about what we can uh, expect to see from you now. What you're up to. Uh, This year, we're focusing, like I said, doubling down on the financial literacy space uh, in the college level. So we're getting into more schools this year. I'm super excited about that. Um, And then we're going to be shifting the rest of our focus more towards investing content. So um, make sure that you're subscribing to us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash rise up, R-E-I-S-U-P. And also following us on Instagram at rise up LLC. You're going to start seeing a lot more video content coming out uh, about investing and we'll be taking audience questions too. So kind of doing, I want to do some live Q and A's uh, on YouTube, answering some of your investing questions. So keep an eye out for where to, where to post those. Very cool. And I will be watching our YouTube as well. We are moving a lot of our content to YouTube in the coming year as some of you know. So this show we recorded on Facebook Live, but we're doing recordings on YouTube. So I would also encourage everyone to follow money. Actually, the proper term is subscribe to Money with Friends on uh, on YouTube as well. And you can learn more about our thought leaders, past and present. They're all part of the family on our moneywithfriendspodcast.com website. And follow us on Instagram at moneyfriendspod. That is also our handle on Twitter. And with that, thank you so much, Tara, for joining us. This has been amazing. You're going to be back tomorrow. 
Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. It's been a pleasure to be here. And tomorrow's show, everyone has to listen because Tara did some extra research that she won't tell me about, but I think it's going to blow my mind. I'm really excited to see what she dug up about this story that has me very intrigued. It has to do with Reddit and options and some, maybe some very bad behavior. I'm not really, I don't even know what it's going to be. Bad, pretty common behavior though. Bad, common behavior. Big investing mistakes. Tara's going to share, tell all with us, but we got to tune in tomorrow. (laughs) Thanks, Tara. Thanks, Bobby. Have a great day, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.